what is up growing apart coming together it's been a while i have not recorded in such a long time but you know i'm back i'm better and i have some great news for you guys so we have our first guest of the year happy new years to everybody she's one of um the most important people to me she's one of my best friends i'll let her introduce herself but i just want to give y'all a little you know a little walkthrough before we jump right into this episode so thanks for listening and stay tuned so i i think i'm gonna do like a little drum roll you know drum roll (laughs) so Introduce yourself to the people. They want to know who you are. Okay. Hey, y'all. So, I'm Paige, and I'm very honored to be on this podcast today. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've been friends for a really long time, since we was, like, 12. Well, yeah. I met him when we were 11, and that's a funny story. <laughs> Please tell it. Because <laughs> we were trying out for soccer. We was trying out for soccer, and... I was drinking water. We was at the water fountain after running. They tried to kill us or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was at the water fountain drinking, and Naomi was standing behind me. She was like, "Girl, you need to hurry up." So when she told <laughs> <laughs> when she told me that, I started drinking the water even slower, y'all. And then um, when I got up and turned around, she had said something to me. I don't remember what she said, but she started laughing. And then I started laughing, and so then after that, we kind of became familiar with each other. And then in like seventh grade. Uh, we got closer as friends and it's been an honor to know her to watch her grow <laughs> to see her grow y'all so yeah it's been a it's been a great friendship you know we didn't been through ups and downs <laughs> yes so. ups and downs but yeah. it really was you know it's one of those friendships that you just have and cherish forever like yeah. i do feel like our friendship is going to be forever you know Definitely. When we get in heaven, I'll be like, hey, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yes, that's my bestie. You know, my bestie for SD Page. Um, very funny story. I wasn't always the nicest person, y'all. So, when she told me, when she reminded me of how we met, it just made me realize, like, how how we were just supposed to be friends. Because uh, any other person would have took that the wrong way, I feel. But instead of, like, you know, chastising me or being rude back, she decided to to joke around. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and that's how that's how I knew that we would be friends for a long time. Um, so today, you know, we're going to hop right into it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the worth of a woman. The worth of a woman. The worth of a woman. That's actually a topic that Paige wants to talk about. And she said that, um, you know, in this day and age, like, I feel like it it just needs to be said. Like, the truth. It needs to be spoken about. Spoken about. The truth and nothing but the truth. So, we're going to just hop right into it. Yeah, let's go. So, I know... You know, it was kind of like this trend going around kind of on TikTok that we all saw where it's like these women. And it could have been a little jokey joke, honestly, but it's serious. And we're going to tell you why. But it's basically like this trend that's going around where people, where women are wanting to be like a Proverbs 31 woman. And we kind of just want to like break that down more because um, I feel like, you know, People are getting trapped in the, the Proverbs 31 part, but they're not actually, like, 
including God in that. So, like, what are your thoughts about that as well? Yeah, just to spin off what she's saying, like, I do agree that people are striving to become a Proverbs 31 woman, but they're taking God out of it. Like, you know, I've seen people say, oh, you got to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning to, like, pray or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, they're setting their alarms to do that and they're saying it's hard. But it's, like, realizing, like, when you grow your relationship with God, like, you don't have to set an alarm to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning or to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, exactly. God literally wakes you up at the, those times, like, himself. Like, you don't have to control. You don't have the, the, you don't have to control, you know, the time that you wake up in order to pray because God going to call you to wake up at that time. Exactly. Um. But, yeah, like, the striving to become a Proverbs 31 is, like, always checking, like, your intentions. Like, I see a lot of stuff, like, on TikTok and the Internet, you know, of people like, oh, I want to find my husband. And nothing's wrong with that because I myself, you know, we all desire to be with somebody. Like, God didn't create us to be alone. But exactly, right. people strive to be Proverbs 31 women with the intention of their husband finding them. But the intention of being a Proverbs 31 woman should be... Getting closer to God, getting right. to know God, building Correct. a relationship with God, marrying Christ. Because when God prepares us for marriage anyway, he prepares us to become the bride of the bridegroom, which is Christ. He prepares us to become one with Christ, that Christ lives within us, that our flesh dies. And that is also the symbolic nature of marriage. When you get married, it is a symbol of your flesh dying and the spirit living through you. Exactly. And that's why it's a covenant of God, marriage. People take God out of marriage. Yeah. And yes. you know, they base it off of like, uh, I don't know, like I guess worldly stuff, yeah. looks and money, you know, stuff that like don't really status. matter. Status, yeah, correct, right? Yeah, they do. And you know, just knowing that first to find out your worth, you need to find out what your relationship is with God, like how God views you, how He sees you. Well, I said that twice, but. You know, how God loves you. <laughs> like, how God loves it you. Still you know? yeah. It still resonates. It resonates. <laughs> Just in case people need, you know, two different words. Mm-hmm. How he see you, how he view you, you know, same thing, right. tomato, tomato. But, you know, and you know how God loves you. Like, the way God treats you, you know, that, right. that God is your provider. You shall not want, you know what I'm saying? Make your request known to the Lord. Like, he takes care of his children in very special and specific ways and he knows you by name so it's like when you know you're pursuing or you're um trying to become a proverbs 31 woman you just always do it with the intent of getting closer to god not as like oh look at me like i'm a proverbs 31 woman (laughs) right clothed in dignity you know what i'm saying like it's like you know, what's your relationship with God? You know what I'm saying? Like, how often do you talk to God? How often do you read your Bible? You know, is scripture embedded in your heart? Because we could put scripture in our mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could quote scripture and all that, but is it in your heart? Right. Like, does it reflect in your life? Do you have the faith to back up the scripture? Do you actually believe what you're saying? And that's the other part, too. Do you believe too. what you're saying? Yeah, that's the other part because... You know, sometimes people can see God as like a vending machine. It's like, okay, well, if I do this, and that's what a striving come in too. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, if I do this, then God must gonna give me this. But it's like through faith, you know, God does things for us. Through faith, God gives us grace, and like that's a gift. It's a gift from God. You it know, it is. And you know what's so funny? Just to kind of spin off from what you said, but like I was reading this quote, and it was like, you know, when I got closer to God, I didn't gain anything. Like, I didn't gain anything, but I lost pain, I lost agony, I lost stress, depression, you know, so, like, 
it's really a win-win situation in the end. Like, you know, you're losing these things that don't really benefit you. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's where people kind of, like, get it twisted at. It's like, okay, like, you want to be, you know... And that's, and that's another thing, too, just kind of taking, like, everything so literal as well. Like, it's not really like a, it's not so much of a, oh, I have to do this, and then, you know, I'll be seen as, like, this godly woman, but it's kind of just like, what are you doing your everyday life, you know? Using it as a um, an outline and not, like, you know, like, people kind of use the Bible as, like, something that they have to follow by, like, word by word by word but sometimes you just have to like really think about it and say okay what does it mean for me ex god like pray like what does this mean for me what do you want me to do with with the words that you've given me because it is i mean you know it's his word we're supposed to follow that's the law that is the law you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying but like also like people just taking it so literally that they feel like they have to become like this proverbs 31 woman when it's like how you how you a Proverbs 31 woman, but you don't even, like, you can't think of the last time you talked to God. You can't think of the, the last conversation that you had with God where it wasn't you just asking for something, mm. but not, like, really thanking him. And that goes for men and women, but, you know. Yeah, like, it's important to go to God with thanksgiving in your heart, too. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. And, you know, like how you said, uh, the person said that uh, they didn't gain anything, you know, but they lost stress. But... When you do become closer to God, you know, you you gain, like, wisdom. You gain joy. Right. You know, you gain strength. You gain peace that makes no sense, you know. like Exactly. Even, like, in, like, the Bible. And I forgot who, somebody. Oh, it was uh, Jonah. Jonah was sleeping in the boat, you know. And he was, uh, you know, and it just reminded me of how, like, Jesus was sleeping in the boat in the storm. Like, you know, when you connected to God in that way. You could sleep through storms. Like, he give yeah. you a peace that make no sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the things that we gain from getting closer to God. Like, yeah, we do lose. We do lose depression, anxiety. You know, we lose the bad stuff, but we, we keep the good stuff, you know? We yeah. keep the things that are supposed to be yes. of God. That, yes, that makes it feel yes. Like, the things that are already on the inside of us. Right, within yeah. us. Because, why? Because God is already within us. Yeah, like, and we just got to weed out, you know, even with the... Sydney, you know. Okay, never mind. All right. No, say it. What <laughs> was, you gotta say? say I was it. about to say I don't know scripture. I I, mean, I know scripture, but I I cannot. Um, I feel like maybe somewhere down the lines I'll be able to do it. But you know, people be like, oh, uh, Matthew chapter so, such yeah. and such say this. Uh-huh. Like, I, I can't do that. But I know scripture though, because I was about to reference something else. Um, but I forgot what I was about to reference. That's why I was saying never mind, because I like blocked out that thought. But uh, um, uh, God sent the end. They oh, they was, he was saying he could burn out the weeds, but he's like, I'm not gonna do that because if I do that, I'm gonna uh, burn out the stuff that's um good too. So he right. kind of like got to pick out the weeds. You know, he could come and pick out the weeds. And from that uh standpoint, he do that on the inside of us too. Like how you just said, you what you had said, you had said that um the bad stuff leave and the good stuff stay. You know, oh, God, yes, God is within. Yeah, like right. as we transform, like God do that on the uh within us as well. Not. You know, God was talking about, like, people and stuff, like, the coming of Christ. But, you know, on the inside, like, that happens, too. Like, we have weeds on the inside of us. And, like, God can right. just go, like, you know, light the fire and just burn everything out at once. Because it's going to burn the good stuff out. So, you got to go in and pick out all the weeds. And so, what right. is love is the good stuff. And then also the incorruptible seed that gets planted on the inside of us. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. But 
you know, I'm glad to have friends who are, like, really into the word and, like, who actually, like, believe in God and who are faithful, you know, like, who are servants to God for real because some of the stuff you're saying, I don't know, and you're teaching me right now. So that's why that's why you're here, like, to teach us, you know, and I, I appreciate it. I do. No I problem. Do. We'll appreciate you listening, you know. Yes. I do I do agree though. Um on everything that you said. I I definitely agree. I think that, you know, sometimes sometimes we just get caught up in the in the the look of certain things rather than actually being intentional and, and doing what you have to do behind closed doors to actually become you know no. become the the Proverbs thirty one woman, you know. And I do think like I do think like being a woman is an experience, you know, but also like let's talk about you know let's talk about like modesty and oh, how modesty. that kind of ties into it too, because see, this is this is coming from a person who have pretty much my whole life up until recently, you know, every once in a while I do throw in a little fit that's not as modest as I would like for it to be, but um. I recently am, like, going through, like, this thing with my wardrobe where I don't want to wear, like, things that are, you know, modest. Mm-hmm. Um, I only want to dress, you know, covered up. And not just for me, but because, like, I was reading the word and I was like, well, we are, you know, we are flesh. But, like, our bodies are not even, like, really our bodies. Like, we're vessels. So, I should use that. I should use my body in the way that God would use my body. And God wouldn't God wouldn't want me to use my body to draw attention of men. And I'm not saying that, you know, all women do so to, to get attention from men when you dress immodest, but it's like you you just attract a certain type of energy when you wear a certain type of thing. And I think you could like, you know, I think that's true. Yeah, that that's very much true. And I think modesty is like a covering, like it's that extra, that it's that extra covering from God. Right. Okay, so especially <laughs> when you are a woman that's been, even if you're not though, even if you're not, it's still a covering from God. Okay, so like if you're a woman that's been like blessed in the hip department, well, I don't know if I should if even use thick. the word, yeah, if like you thick, yeah. yeah, you know, you want to cover yourself up because that's the type of body that you know. The prince of the world and sexualized. You know exactly. what I'm saying? The prince of the world and said that's the type of woman you need to go after. So mm-hmm. people who don't exist in, you know, well, people who aren't fully of God's spirit, you right. know, they desire, their flesh desire that. Mm-hmm. So then they see it, you know, they want to move on it. But it's like when you are modest and you don't show your body and you keep your body covered, you know, it don't really attract them you right. know, in that way, like, you might get your little, but it's like, you know, it don't attract them, and also, you know, modesty, it helps you become more beautiful, like, your beauty radiates from within, you know, like, instead of just outwardly, yeah, yes. and like, um, it was something else you just said that I wanted to add on to, oh, you said, uh, your body belongs to God, and that's yes. the other thing, like, our bodies belong to God, like, you know, our bodies belong to God, so you dress in a way to honor God, you know? Exactly. Like, 
we're something that honors God. You know, if you're a Christian, you represent God. So it's like whenever you put on clothes, it's like, can I walk in front of my father with these clothes on, you know? And we're not talking about your worldly father, but, but your, your heavenly, heavenly father. father. Like, right. would, would my father be pleased with these clothes that I have on, you know, the things that I'm wearing? And even like, even if you want to reference to like, uh, you know, our uh, earthly fathers, like, mm-hmm. you know... Would your earthly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know people have different parents and stuff like that, and some right, parents don't right. want to kill, they'll boost you up, <clears throat> right, right, right. but you know, from you know, a standpoint of like, would your earthly father be okay? But you know, would your heavenly father be okay with what you have on? You know, and modesty is important for both men and women, and women because too. we can emphasize modesty for women, but also men should be modest as well in the way that they carry themselves because you know because you're gonna be a husband you're a husband to someone yeah like you should protect your purity just like a woman should protect her purity exactly um so we're not ripping on the women right now it's it goes both ways yeah and women everybody should be more modest yes it goes both ways for sure and um you know and nothing wrong you know if you got your past and stuff like that is nothing's ever wrong with changing your life around and but doing the, the right yeah like abiding in courage uh, yes like I mean, yeah nothing's ever wrong with that because you know i got my past and you know i had to lay that life down or whatever exactly. and you know Same. just getting closer to god like and i feel like that's one of those steps you know like that's one of those steps to figure out you know your own self-worth you know like when you dress more modest and we completely covered up, one, you attract different energy, okay? You know, the hey ma and all that, that goes away. That goes out the door. It really do. It really, really does. And the thing is, when you dress more modest too, it's like the less attention you get, but it's a good thing, you know, like, so it's like you have to be, and I can say too, when I dress a certain type of way, like the type of attention that I would get, it was so weird. Like, it was so weird. Um, It really was weird, like... Like why like some like men would say things and it's just like why would you even say that? Like you like must, why would you think um yeah, like, like why would you think I'm I'm comfortable with you even telling me that? And in you know, in like popular culture do like to say, you know, oh well you shouldn't be a man you know, it's not based off what a woman will. But in reality it is because at the end of the day, we do have eyes and everybody, you know, whether people want to say it or not, everybody gets this um, perspective of somebody based off what they wear. Like, just like with a man, if you see a man in a suit and a man in rags, you know, you're going to get your different perspectives off of those two men. Because right. we're human. Like, that's just, you know, that's something that we can't, we can't control it. You know, we can control what we do with that, that urge that we get, but... You know, like we have eyes. We want to see people see. You know. Yeah, and you can't deny that. Right. But like, yes, clothe yourself. Clothe yourself with dignity for sure. Exactly. Cause being modest is just protection. Like it's not anything it's, to harm you because. Right. Yeah, and then another thing too, like with being modest, like pray about your modesty. Like right. Pray for modesty and pray for. Um, you know, pray that God's put a, God put a protection over you to where certain men see you. They, 
you know, don't approach you unless, you know, they got the confidence of God on the inside exactly. of them. Exactly. Like, that's yeah, important. Yes, that's like, important. that's the type of men you should feel worthy of. Like, men that has the confidence of God on the inside of them. Like, exactly. no ifs, ands, or buts about it because, see, men who don't know God, and not to just bash anybody or nothing like that. Yeah, because this is, this is really not to bash anybody. This is a it's a safe space. We're just talking, but it's not to bash anybody. It's just kind of like, you know, we just, we just giving a real. Yeah. If y'all want to be, if y'all want to follow the word, you have to follow the word. Yeah. Like no, don't compromise on it. Like right. really follow the word. And you know, if you, you know, if you are, but just be intentional about your walk because, you know, I had my walk. We all got we've our all, walk. We've all yes. had our walk, right? So, you know, as you be more intentional about it, the easier those things come off of you and the more your spirit becomes fed and the more of your flesh becomes, like, tucked away. Exactly. And I think on my... uh Actually, yes, it was on my last episode, I talked about feeding the spirit and how, like, you know, sometimes we are spiritually uh, malnourished mm-hmm. and it's it's all in one. It ties together. Like, when you feed your spirit you let go of like all of that stuff like you're not even going to want to do the the things that you used to want to do you know the drinking the the smoking all of that stuff just kind of goes away and as you know that's just kind of a side note but yeah like when you're actually feeding your spirit and like you know with good stuff good food you know good word you know god you know all that stuff just kind of goes away and you just you change but there's nothing wrong with that you're changing for the better so and then i only like you know, changing, like, also inspires, like, the people that's around you, like... Exactly. Because, I don't know, it's just... That's why we here, and we're supposed to do that with yeah. one another, right? Yeah, like, it inspires the people that's around you. Um, And what you said about the spirit and the flesh, yesterday I was talking to uh my brother, mm-hmm. and, um, and I was telling him, when you do stuff from off the spirit, you are more attracted to the things that last forever. Like, you are more attracted to the eternal things. So, you know, just knowing your worth as a woman, that you deserve to be married. You deserve Mm -hmm. for a man to want to be committed to you for the rest of your life, you know, to treat you with dignity, respect, to honor your name, to love you and see true love last forever because what the love of God never changes. Exactly. And, you know, but when you're attracted to the things of the flesh, you're more attracted to the things that don't last you know which could be money status uh you know toxic friendships i guess toxic relationships Mm -hmm. and even like with modesty like you'd be attracted to like the attention of like men that you know that attention isn't gonna last it's like a fleeting like type of attention you know what i'm saying it doesn't even matter to you anymore like yeah like it doesn't it's not anything of value and see See, the spirit, the spirit lasts forever, right? When we die, our spirit, you know, it remains. The spirit on the inside of us remains. But when we die, our flesh die. And that's another reason why when you operate from out of your spirit, you are more attracted to the things of the spirit. And when you operate from out of your flesh, you are more attracted to the things of the flesh. Fleshly desires. Which things that, uh, those are the things that don't last. They're not going to stick with you. You know, they're going to. You can't take that stuff with you when you go up. Yes. You can't take it with you. Exactly. Like, it's not. And even, like, on, like, earth itself, too. Like, you know, relationships that don't last. You're attracted to relationships that don't last. You're attracted to, like, 
careers that don't last. You're attracted to money that's not going to last, you know, because right. money come and go regardless exactly. of whatever, like money come and go. Those things, like things that aren't permanent, like, you know, things that, that just aren't permanent. Yeah, like, you know, you base like your fulfillment off of their fulfillment, the, you know, things that aren't fully fulfilling, like, you know, it's like fleeting moments of I don't even want to say fulfillment, but of happiness or, like, satisfaction. Yes, I think that's the good word for satisfaction, you know. It's like momentarily, momentarily being satisfied. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was about to ask you if you you was about to move to another question, but it looked like you was. Well, I do. I think that you know, modesty is a big thing nowadays. Um, I think we pretty much we we definitely hop onto that subject. Like we tap into that a lot. But I do want to talk about you know abstaining and like you know that derives from the word abstinence. And um, for some people, like abstinence is not just you know it's not just like oh like I'm not I'm not gonna have you know sex but it's more so like abstaining like you're abstaining from all the worldly things that feed your flesh and I kind of do want to talk about how abstaining from certain things can lead you to being more of a godly woman and to finding your worth as a woman in general you know and yeah so like what do you think about like abstaining as far as like Obviously, you know, it's something that you have to do. I know that. But, like, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts about it. Um, I feel like abstinence is very important. Like, it helps you gain a perspective of who you are. Exactly. uh, Who God created you to be. And it just helps you focus more on, like, your emotional and spiritual well-being. Like, you know, abstaining from sex, you know, especially when you're not married. Um, Abstaining from... Starting music, bro, because mm-hmm. the music naughty. Uh, oh, oh my, my goodness! Gosh. Like I mean, like literally, like conjuring demons, like that's and that's in the in the artist. But it's crazy though because and you know I don't like to quote with famous people say, but Cardi B even actually said it in her. Music. That's what you and were like, just about to say that. Yeah, like she she actually and like people it just go over people head, but exactly. it's like being aware of what you listen to like your ears whatever is going into your ears goes into your spirit like whatever has your ear got your faith you know what i'm saying if you're listening to songs it's always talking about if this person and if this person killing this person i don't care about nobody like yeah like that's that's what's going into your spirit you know watching what you watch on television right like i know uh, i never was a tv person though me either but, like, now I really don't watch TV. Like, my TV will stay on. I just turn it on for a light source. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just I just keep it on for the light in the background. But mm. I don't really, yeah, cause I don't the, really watch it. Being aware of what you're watching on TV is very important. Uh, being aware of who you're hanging out with. Like, that's even a form of abstinence, too. Because, yeah. uh, you know, good... Certain people can bring certain, certain bad company corrupts good character. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. And that is the truth. Because you know when you're in it, we we are impressionable people. Like no matter what nobody say, like we are very impressionable. Like 
And if you around people like all the time that are doing this, this or this and that, then you are more likely to start doing those things or, st- or more likely to start picking up on certain habits. So like it's important to be abstinent in that way as well. Like mindful of who you're hanging around, you know. But like it's important it, it is important. It's important. It and is. I think that like just just knowing like yeah, like just being aware, you know, discernment practicing that you know making sure that you know you're aware of who you're around because i mean and that's and that's the whole that's the whole purpose too like of like you know getting closer to god is is you know practicing these things you know getting used to okay like well you know those things kind of come naturally like the closer you get to god they come naturally to you and it's like well you know this person does this and i'm around this person imagine like you know, like, how do I put this? Say, for example, you're around a person who's, you know, we all sinners, but you're around a person who's doing things that you don't necessarily agree with, but you're going along with it. Like you said, bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. So eventually your character starts to tarnish too. And, you know, not just from what other people can see, because we don't really, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think about you. It only matters what God thinks. But it's like... But also, it's like, you know that's not fulfilling you. That's not fulfilling your purpose. That's not fulfilling his will. So, you just have to practice that discernment so that you don't go down that path. Or maybe you can even, you know, I heard this from someone, and it's it's really true. But, like, we're not here to, like, once we start walking, like, walking in our light, the light that God has given us, like, we start telling people about God. We start, you know... Telling people, you know, do you believe in God? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior? Like, that's something that comes with that. Like, you can't be afraid to tell people that they're wrong. You can't be afraid to tell people, look, you're not really, you saying that you're doing one thing, but you're, you know, like, you're not actually practicing what you preach. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, I feel like culture now, we kind of, like, tiptoe around people, like, saying, like, oh, well, that's not really of God. But, like, the truth in the matter is, is when you feel with the Spirit, you know, you're going to see the fruits of the Spirit. And, exactly. And it's not what you say. It's always how you say it. Like, you know, you could tell somebody they wrong without just flat out saying you're, you're wrong. wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, so it's like when when you are fully, like, submitted to God and His will, you know, you are going to see the fruits of the Spirit reflect in that person's life, whether it just be joy that they feel, or peace, or just a certain, like, energy, like, about them when they come in the room. Like, just their presence, you know, will reflect the presence of God. Exactly. So it's like, you know, discerning in that way, you know, as you grow closer and closer to God. Like, it's nothing wrong with, like, you know, being a friend to, like, you know, people who haven't, like... Who haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, like, it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because you're supposed to... That's what we're here for. We're supposed to help people get to that point, you know? Like, yeah. You're supposed to help people get to that point. You're not supposed to judge people for what they're doing or what they've been through, period. hmm And sometimes, like, people... I mean, sometimes people... Sometimes God just calls people to do that as well. Like, that's their calling. Like, you know, right. like, they stand at the gates of the kingdom. Like, come on in. Like, the water's fine, you know? <laughs> right. Like... You know, but yeah, and you just said something else too that like sparked a thought in my mind. 
I saw the see y'all can't see her face, but it's very beautiful. <laughs> but it's like it was like it was something I just said. I saw it like on your face, like your eyebrow raised. But you know, it'll it'll come. You to said you. something about God, God's will, like walking in the light of God, like walking in. You know, I think I was just kind of just talking about like you know being around like. Basically, like once we become, once we become devoted to God and to God's will, we start, you know, basically pulling everybody else with us. Like, come on, oh, come like on the train, his yeah, word. speaking His word and getting people to, to do the same thing. But like, you know, not in a, a way like you said, not in a harsh way of saying like, you know, you gonna go to hell if you don't do this. Yeah, but in a way that's loving, in a way that's of God. I remember uh, they had like these people on like campus this is like off like track like it's kind of off topic mm-hmm. but it you know I'm but it relates it. It, it connects to what yeah what was it said about how you said you know people that like uh going to southeastern like they have people on campus like you know like they wasn't telling people they was going to hell but it was like they was trying to like like you know, scare like, people yeah and like so i went up to the man and like this was kind of like I was nervous when I went up there to that man too, though. But I was like, you know, you guys kind of make guys seem kind of scary. And I'm like, you know, and he was just talking about the fear of God, right? Like mm-hmm. he And he said a lot of stuff that made sense to me, though. He really did. And, like, after that, you know, I kind of had my own revelations about myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I was just telling him, you know, like, you know, I was kind of telling, sharing, like, with him, like, my journey. Like, because I had uh, dropped out of school or whatever and then went back. And so when I went back, you know, like I was closer to God by the time I went back to school. So like I was just telling him, like, you know, like it wasn't, you know, me being afraid of going to hell like that saved me. Like it was God's love that saved me, you know, like it was God's grace that saved me. (laughs) Exactly. It wasn't in like thinking about the generation behind us. These kids is not scared of these kids be on the internet laughing and joking about going to hell. So yes. I was kinda of trying to tell him, you know, like, hey, like, you know, uh, you know, this not gonna get the people like to uh yeah. like I see what y'all doing. Y'all doing the Lord's work and you know, uh, thank y'all. But like, you know, and it's like, yeah, tell the truth, you know, like, yes, if you continue, you're going to go to hell. Like, yes, yes, you are. Like, that's the truth. And we should should have the fear of God in our hearts. Like, yes. But that comes from like a respect of God, not us. Tr- hmm. I don't know if I really want to say that. Like, but it comes from just having a deep respect for God, like a respect for God in as you you as you learn and know God, you build that respect for God. You build that reverence. You build that fear for God as you Absolutely. grow in the spirit. But you know, like just trying to tell him, you know, like just just sharing my like experience with him. Like it wasn't like the fact that God like was just like you're going to go to hell. You know, it's just like you know, Paige, get up. You know, like what are you doing? You know, exactly. I love you. You're worth more than that. Like, like I people, need you to fix this, let that yes. go, and like just me being obedient to the things that he had called me to do in certain seasons of my life. I I do think that people kind of make God like out to be like this of this like scary, this scary, you know, big infinite i mean god is infinite but like this when i when i used to go to church when i was younger and like they would kind of like instill 
like the fear of God in you. But like, you know, as a child, you have a lot of imagination. So if they're telling you to fear a person, you're thinking of the biggest, scariest monster there is. And you're like, well, that's God. But that's but it's not. You know, God is love. Mm-hmm. God is literally love. And, you know, God is patience. God is kindness. Like the things they that we want to be, you know, loving and, and kindness and caring, those good qualities, God already has them. Mm-hmm. So, like, now now that, you know, I'm, you know, more mature, and now that I actually know, like, of God's love, I've always known it, but I felt it, like, tremendously, because, you know, he He came and pulled me from those trenches. <laughs> God came and picked me up from those trenches. Girl, ain't nothing like it. <laughs> ain't nothing like it. For God to come and pull you out the trenches. The trenches. Like, girl, I was just remember realizing, like, bro, like, we really grew up in like <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. Like, yeah. We yeah, but And it, it just just to bring it back to like, you know, as a woman, it makes you just it makes you just realize how how you know, there's this song uh that we that we actually both listen to, Jaira. Oh and in the song, like, you know, at the end of the song, they say if he Dresses, dresses the, the lilies. lilies in beauty and splendor. How much more does he clothe clothe you? you? And then the second part, if he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? And it's like it just puts it into perspective. Like if this, if this being, if this you know, if this spirit, this the the most high God loves us and clothes us with this much respect and kindness and just loves us for us. We don't have to give nothing to him. He just loves us. All right. Because it's God. Like, what God needs from us? He don't need nothing from us, but he's loving us in general. Why not respect him by being a follower of him and by respecting ourselves? Because he lives within us. He lives in our body. Like, we just have to be mindful of, like, the things that we, we do with our body you know, and that and that includes, you know, clothing. That includes your choice of clothing. It includes mm-hmm. what you do with your body, how you move your body. Um, it just all of that stuff is just, you know, it's it's all a package deal. It really is all a package deal. It's like, all a package deal. And some people would like sometimes And we some and people I'm think not, it's like too extreme. Either, yeah, but you like, know, but still, I mean I'm I know enough to know that look like some things just not cool. Yeah, I, I want to go back to what you were saying, too, though. Like, you know, uh, fearing God in a way of thinking him as, like, this big monster. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, thinking it from it of a standpoint of, like, say you go out the house, right? You you leave out your home. Okay. And you go and you hang out with friends and, you know, you go and, like, steal something from somebody or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And... You know, your mama find somebody somehow, some way you find out your mama found out, right? And you know your mama crazy. Like you know this lady <laughs> crazy. You know that she you know what I'm saying? You go home and you know, it's just Chaos. it's yes, like it's gonna be it's gonna be worse than you going to <laughs> like it took it to jail. <laughs> like you'd rather stay out, right. you know, outside, outside the house because 
Now you scared to go home because you know your mama crazy. Exactly. So, like, thinking from another standpoint of God, you know, we go out into the world. Like, sometimes God, you know, some people that got God children that just kind of, like, stay on path the whole time. Mm-hmm. They got God children where he releases us out into the world. We got to learn this. We got to learn that. We got to go through all our trials. <laughs> all our, all our <laughs> we gotta, trials and tribulations. We got to go through all our trials and tribulations. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So, like, say, you know, one of his children out there in the world and, you know, and they know that God know what they're doing. And if they view God from a perspective, like, you know, oh, he crazy, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, they're going to rather stay out in the world because what's at home seems like it's worse than what's in the world. Exactly. So it's like I kind of don't like when people, like, make God out to be that. Not let yes, when you go home, you're going to experience the wrath of yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, that's just a part of the consequences of your actions. Yeah, but it's a standpoint of where it edifies you in a way, like, you know, like, it, it grows you in a way, it grows you spiritually in a way, like, right. you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it's from character. a love, yeah. And it's from a standpoint of love. It's not like, it's not meant to, you know, we... This is how I see it. You know, when he does release us into the world and, you know, we get hurt and we come stumbling on back home. We come stumbling down that street back home. And, you know, then we kind of, then we kind of go through other things. And, like, that's just not, like, I just don't feel like God wants to hurt us, but he has to let us learn on our own. Yeah. We have to, you know... And based off the calling that he has for us to, like, I know, like, with me, like, looking at things from a higher perspective, like, you know, God calling me to, like, minister to, like, the youth or whatever in right. the community that I grew up in. It's like, I would have to know what that community is like in order exactly. to even minister to those, to connect to those people, you know, or, like, with... You know, women are like, you know, sexual assault victims. Like, I would have to know, like, what that feels that like feels in order like. to, like, even minister to, like, those people. So, you know, everything is just, everything, it's a part of God's plan. It like, is, it is. When, you know, God pull you out the fire, like, it's all a part of his plan. It's like, okay, it's all of, everything's a part of God's plan. Like, yes, baby. He grabbed me by my shirt. <laughs> He said, come on. You don't belong here. Come on. I already, I always say he grabbed me by my pony. No, I always, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he grabbed me by my ponytail. Oh, my goodness. God, God is, is good. good. <laughs> God is so good. And we could connect like this because me and Paige, we have really been through the same exact situations. And kind of during the same time, which is so strange. But, I mean, that's a part of God's plan. He puts you around people who, who you're like, who you can benefit from, and also who you can help. You know, yeah, we share like, our experiences, and, like, you know, that's just a part, you know. Being a woman is an experience in, in this day and age, you know. I think I'm going to get that, like, I was talking to uh, one of my mentors, and she listened to my podcast, and she was like, being a woman is an experience. She said, you should get that trademark. And I was like, I should. Being a woman is an experience. It is an experience. And, okay. I want to go on a sensitive topic. What's that? I want to go on a sensitive topic. What's that? <laughs> Say it. It's about abortion. Let's it's talk a, about it's it. It's about abortion. Let's talk about it. These are all things that women deal with. 
Yes. Okay. So there's this thing where people just feel like abortion should be justified. And there's no way to justify abortion. Okay. And it all stems from like this feminist movement where women are mad that they are the vessel that gets pregnant. Right. right. That is a gift from God in order to bear a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, We can't even, people try to phantom how babies are made, but they can't put their finger on on it. it. They can't. They can't because it comes from God. Certain things God don't want us to understand. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to carry a child? Because babies that came straight from heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like Like a form of of purity. The most purest thing that there is is a baby. Right. The most, yes. And it's like, you know, and like, just how the world desensitizes people in their way, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not right. Like as a woman, you should feel very like gracious and humbled, like that you get to be like a woman. And then even on the other standpoint, like husband and wife relationships, a man has a lot of responsibility. Why, why do you, why do you want to lay down your responsibilities when a man has right. much more responsibility than a woman? Like I get this to be a woman, you know what I'm saying? Like right, right. I get to be a woman and you know, and as I say, like a husband should lay his life down for the church. I mean, for his wife, as Christ laid down his life for the church, mm-hmm. like that's a beautiful thing. So it's like, as being the rece- on the receiving end, like why you know when it comes to like even bearing children, like and like all of just it kind of aligns with just knowing your worth as a woman too. Because don't lay down with a man that you Ooh, don't want to have a child. Have a child. child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like right. don't lay down with a man that's not willing to put a ring on it that's not willing to pray about being with you before he even approaches you you know what i'm saying like it's just so many things like so many standards that we should set for ourselves as women Mm -hmm. and you know like yes when we come from emotionally deprived places and abusive traumatic environments you know sometimes it's hard to think that far but it is possible for anyone but who believes all things are possible with Christ, all things are possible. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like raising your standards to a standpoint of what's like, God, I don't want no man unless you didn't place in this man's heart that he can approach me. Unless you didn't give him permission. Unless you didn't put that man on go for me. I don't exactly. want him. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, you know, keep him away from me. Like, even praying, like, I pray to God. I'm like, you know, I don't want no man. You know what, I'm not a... But, you know, when a man approached me, it should be with the confidence of God in his heart. He should have heard a word from God in his heart to come and talk to me. Whether it be on, like, friendship, you know, or, like, you know, to help me open a door for me. Like, even symbolics of how men are supposed to open doors for women. You know, we're on the receiving ends of things. Like, you know, if God is placing this man's heart, it's like, oh, you know, she she needs to be put in this position. Like, okay, a man approached me to open a door for me. Or, like, a man approaching me, like, on a romantic level, like, I want God to put that in that man's heart. Like, raising your standards to their high because like they got men that operate in their flesh they see you the way that you look you know the way that you dress or whatever and they want to approach you because they desire your body you know what i'm saying exactly. they want to touch you but they not get to, to touch know you, you right like they don't you know they want to touch your physical but yeah. they don't want to know the emotional side and they don't want to they don't want to go deeper than just your body because we are such deep things like yes. we're so much more than our flesh i mean what is 
What is, like it, what is it's cute or whatever right. but. what is that butt that you keep staring at what is those thighs what is that face you know yes and and i do kind of want to go back to to the abortion thing just for a second because okay. you know we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about it too much <laughs> but um from a standpoint i do i will say this i do understand why people consider it you know they feel like they don't have enough they feel like they don't have enough um, enough money, enough time, enough energy, um, and especially for like assault victims, like they simply just don't have the they don't have the heart to to you know bring a child into the world that they feel is like coming from such a place of negativity and and hurt, and pain, you know, trauma. They can't you know they can't fathom doing that. But God wouldn't give you nothing you can't handle. One. And two, like, I I understand, I do, but at the same time, because I used to be, a, you already know, I used to be a, a, you know, like, you couldn't stay around me that you didn't believe in abortion, because I will argue you down. Well, what are you, what are we even fighting for? Because a baby isn't, you know, a fetus, that's not a baby, you know, that's not a human. But like you said, we actually, I mean... I study, I study nursing, so we actually just learned how, and you know, don't quote me on this because I'm not a nurse yet, but um, we learned how the heart is like the first organ to be formed, like the heart, and I believe is either the heart and the spine or the heart and the brain, but those things develop within like two weeks, um, within two weeks, if you have a beating heart, you're alive. And it's kind of like, so yes, technically you are killing a life. Um, regardless if, you know, you can say that, you know, I mean, I've heard people argue that, you know, babies aren't really babies until like after the first trimester or whatever the case may be or at conception. I've heard people say that. But yeah, like you just can't, again, like in in in. In times where you didn't choose to lay down with a man, like in cases of like assault and stuff, but I still, I still wouldn't. That's still a blessing. It might not seem like a blessing, but you just have to, you have to realize that this is not our bodies. Again, yes, <laughs> this is not this, our bodies, that's the other thing. and our that's the whole thing. Belong to God. The our baby on the inside of us belong to God. Right. Like, you know who are we to? Who are try we? to determine what God, you know what I'm saying? Has given to us to to bring into this world. And that's the thing. Like, our bodies really don't belong to us. And that's kind of what turned it around for me. Like, our bodies really don't belong to us. And I've read that multiple times in the Bible. And it's like, well, if our bodies don't belong to us, I can't, I can't say, you know... I mean, yeah, it is my choice. Absolutely, it's my choice. But also, my body don't belong to me. There's higher things other than, you know, see, I think we get into, like, these, you know, we have, like, this complex as people that, you know, everything everything that we say and do is, like, law. You know, oh, well, this is my body, this is my thoughts, you know, like. Oh, I was about to I was about to touch on a real big topic, but what, what we ain't even gonna get into it. We ain't gonna get into it. But no, I don't wanna know what it was. I'm gonna say after I say my little thought. But yeah, oh, like our bodies just aren't aren't ours. 
they're not just ours. There are ours because they are our bodies. It's literally in a sentence, but when it comes to things like bringing a baby into this world and um, using our bodies uh, for good, you know, then that's when things become of God. Our bodies are ours, so we can't, you know, you can't. I just feel like it's one of those things that I've recently figured out just can't really be justified as far as like abortion and i and you know i if you know me you really know that i i stand behind women always and forever because i am a woman but i've just been learning to look at things from all perspectives not just you know one-sided and when you look at things from biblical perspective well thou shalt not kill nothing and you know and somebody had to bring that up to me because this was actually a conversation that I had maybe not even a year ago and I was like I just don't see God you know deeming us as bad people for bringing it to for bringing a child into this world for not for choosing not to bring a child into this world over you know if the woman was assaulted or you know if they didn't have the money or the resources I feel like you know he would rather us just not have the child and it was like well it's in the bible thou should not kill and that's another thing, you know, just choosing, you know, choosing what we want to look into a lot and then choosing the things that we want to just kind of bypass, you know, that's, that's a part of it. People just not really following, you know, they're saying you're a follower of Christ and you're, you know, you follow God, but you're not really looking into the, the, the plain print. It's not even a fine print. It's, it's right there in the Ten Commandments. The yeah. ten things you shouldn't do. So... You know. Yeah, and then you know the word is written out plainly for us. Like it is. you know, sometimes we could try to like take it and smush it around to fit whatever, but right, it's written out very plainly for us to follow. And you shouldn't compromise on the start. You know, you shouldn't yeah. compromise on. You know, I'm about to say certain things. You shouldn't compromise on anything. Mm-hmm. Like that's in the Bible. Like because all of it's for our own protection, our own good. Because. You know, right? Like this is all for our own protection. It is for our own protection, like, and you know, like, I get it. I do, like, you know, I get it. I understand that you know you fear, like, it's just the fear that people have in their hearts. But when you submit to God, that fear goes away. You know, you're gonna be taken care of. You know, that child is gonna be taken care of regardless. Yeah, and that's you just know, having faith and trusting God that God is my provider. Right. And I lack nothing. God is my provider and I shall not want. Exactly. God is my provider and I have everything I need, you know. Period. So And that's just that's just that. That's how I feel about it. Um And that's true, man. Yeah. Because you know, they they make us think they make us think that we need money and stuff, girl. They make us think we need all this extra stuff, but we really don't. We don't. Cause I can even say too. I don't know, I quit my job. It's been a long time since I, I'm not. Yeah, I was I'm about not. to say. And, and God, God provides. That's all I have to say. God provides in a way, you know, that's just, it's, it's he gives you what you need. Like, right. I, I've been going to school for free. You know, I didn't been able to get gas in my car. Girl, even I've been getting a little extra stuff like that. drug. I got some shoes she had on right now. I wanna, I want them shoes. I want them definitely. But yeah, yeah like, like I'm to the point where I see something and I say, God, can I have that, please? And God be like, Yeah, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I got you. And you know, I get them. But you know, it's 
it's you know let God and even as a woman you know what I'm saying as let God woman. provide for you in that way like you are meant to bring a life in your body I mean a life in your body you are meant to bring a life into this world so you know just treat yourself like you a temple like you are just your body is sacred you know not having to labor you know do laborious things cause she will look <laughs> I don't think I don't look I don't you know I don't want never say never but I truly feel like I will never have a job again in my life and if it is a job it is because God called me to that job like right. you know I got to the standpoint it's like oh I don't want to do anything for money in my life you know because even as the scripture say you can't serve God and money you can't do that right. at the you same can't, time and my sole purpose was for for a job was to do what to get money you know like that's taking time away from me and God time like I could be spending time with God getting to know God you know what I'm saying so right. you know seeing it from that standpoint you know like just having that much faith in God that God gonna provide for you like in that manner, like and he will, and he will. Period. And he does. And he does exactly. And he does even when we don't think he is. Like be working overtime for us. Like we think we have a job. Imagine having a billion kids. Let's <laughs> know it. Could I mean who else could do that but God? Exactly. And it's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do, you know, yeah, I do. There's certain things that, you know, um, I I understand where women come from in certain aspects, but also, like, I just bring it back to God. And, um, you know, just as a follower, I'm in his word. You know, I can't, you know, it was something else that I was about to say that made a lot of sense. It's going to come back to me, though. But yeah, I agree with that. Um, just kind of, you know, not we ain't supposed to be out here killing ourselves. We know. And that and that and let's talk about you know, as a wife. Oh, as a wife. As a wife. Like women. allowing your husband to provide for you? Yes. That's, that's what she asked We not look, look, I just gotta say this right quick before Paige come and, and say what she gotta say. I just gotta say this. Y'all be Y'all be splitting fifty fifty with y'all husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. I'm I'm joking, but no, for real though. Yeah, not from like just like this um, expectation or nothing like that. Right. But like just from a standpoint of like men in general, like men have to feel needed. Like exactly, you have to evoke like that provider in them. Like. And not, like, through force or nothing like that, because none of that, that don't ever last. But, like, just right. the way, like, God, like, set everything up. Like, man is meant to pursue a woman. Like, exactly. Like, man is meant to pursue the woman. You know, like, we from Baton Rouge, baby. The women in mm. Baton Rouge is aggressive. Like, very aggressive. They snatch a man up. And... Mm-hmm. New Orleans, too. Oh! <laughs> yes. Because, you know, that's why Girl, I was born, um, born at and halfway raised. But, um, yeah. Because I know my brother be telling me all... Oh my gosh. My brother be telling me all types of stories. Like, yeah. I'm like, dang, ain't no way nobody did that. Cause I, you know, I always see it from like a perspective of like, and like even just like other guys, like, you know, telling me stuff that like girls or like women would do. It's like, what? Yeah, you like, there's no way. Like, how in the world? 
but you know just knowing it's a man's job it's, it is the man's job to pursue it's the man's job to provide exactly. you know and being okay with it like you know they pushing this hustle culture on women like they pushing it pushing this hustle, hustle culture on see now a guy had to shake it about me too mm-hmm. like for real for real i really i still feel like it's in me it's it's in me it still is in me but also like 50 50 when i say 50 50 i'm not even talking about money i'm not talking about splitting bills you know you know everybody's circumstance is different there's nothing wrong with helping out your significant other but also you know that shouldn't be something men are providers Men like should this. provide. Men should want to provide for their wife. We're not talking about girlfriend. We're not talking about messing around. We're talking about your wife. You should want to provide. And same as a woman should want to provide the things that she needs to provide for her husband as well. But men should be... The, know, the head of the household. The, the head of the household, and right. And it's like, you know, when a man is doing things under God's provision, it's easy to submit to that man. It's easy to... You know, let that man do whatever it is he needs to do because you know he's talking to God, he's listening to God, he's following his God's voice, he's under God's provision. You know, he loves you the way, you know, like he's laid his life down for you the way Christ has laid his life down for the church. And that's also how God prepares a husband. The husband exactly. has to be prepared by laying his life down for the church. And, you know, like, uh, you know, a woman is prepared by uh, becoming one with Christ. But, you right. know, both individuals become one with Christ and then join together. Holy Trinity, matrimony, all that. Right. Um, man, what was I about to say? I just think that, like, yeah, like, I mean, that's that's how it's supposed to be for men. Men are supposed to provide for their households. They're supposed to provide for their wives, their family, you know, and that does include taking care of your household. That includes paying the bills. That includes, you know, providing the food that you want your wife to cook every night that mm-hmm. includes all of that but also as a woman you have to take care of your husband too um you know like with the I, I feel like as a wife you should be able to edify your husband in like yeah. a way that is very gentle yes. and submissive uh because you know and that's you, the only way that that a woman submits truly is if they feel a hundred percent safe and a hundred percent taken care of yeah and like can easily like express themselves and see a man has to provide spiritually like you know we could you know we could be running around in circles you know like you could get a man that provide for you like with money or you know you can have a husband that provide money for you food um house whatever but yeah. if that man don't lead you spiritually you're not gonna submit to that man like you're not gonna fully submit to that man you're not gonna feel safe you're not gonna feel secure because first of all your security and your safety come from god like exactly. that's number one like you feel safe in the presence of god so it's like if you're with a man that is not spiritually aligned with god that doesn't know god you're not ever gonna feel safe in that relationship it's like yeah you could always sit back and think like well he does buy me this you know he does take care of the home he does, he does lead right. in that way but if this man don't lead spiritually you're not gonna be able to submit to him the way god has called you to submit to him because at the end of the day if you child of god god not even allow you to su- allow you to submit to a man exactly. that's not aligned with his will like it's just not gonna happen there's no way it's gonna happen and like a man should be able to you know uh, you know as a leader of the household too like even when it comes to like altercations or like arguments you guys that that man should be the first person to come and want to you know 
fix that. Fix that. Remedy yes. the situation. Yes. Like, you know, apologize be the first one to apologize. Right. And that's why it's important for men to not have pride. But you see, like the way culture has been, they like to build men up with a lot of pride because yeah. whoever is like the forefront of the government whatever, you know what I'm saying? The prince of the world. So like basically like well, you know, like the prince of the world has kind of like set things up to where you know if you cut the head off like the whole home is distraught you know and they build me up with pride now they can't be the first person to apologize like that's why it's important to get to know god get to know what god will is for you as a husband what god will is for you as a wife right where and like you know being a wife like you have to submit to your husband you have to respect your husband and like it says that in the bible you know wives respect your husband have respect for your husband you know trust that man that that man is doing the things that he needs to do and not just because you know of him but because you know that he is submitted to the will of god you know and you know edify your husband in a way that draws him closer to god you know edify him in a way you know that you know, like just speaking to his spirit, you know, I being think a wisdom important. behind, like just being listening and also offering like comfort and you know, like all the things that that we specialize in as women. Yeah, Get that, provide that to your husband. And and I think men do have like a, like I, I I always say like a man who is in line with God, that man cannot be stopped. Like. That man cannot be stopped. A man that is aligned with God and is fully submitted to the will of God, who know God, who love God, he can't be stopped. He can't be stopped. And that's what your standards should be as a woman. A man that cannot be stopped. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I just feel like that's a beautiful thing. Like, men being fully submitted to God, like, just knowing, like, their worth as well. Like, you want to be with a man who knows their worth as well. You know what I'm saying? But yes, men. But men, I feel like men have like this special ability to like manipulate environments. I don't necessarily mean in like a bad way, but they could like shift like a room around. And I'm not talking about like you know literally a room, but like they shift things around. I feel like God gave them the ability, yeah. yeah and that's why you know they are the provider because they have that ability to do those things and see like yes, women we could do those things, but it's not natural. Like I would say, like. You know, it's kind of off-putting. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and you know, like you, it's off-putting. Okay, so like if you a woman and like you're manipulating like environments and like you a hustler, like mm-hmm. men are really gonna be attracted to you like that. But see, if you got a guy, you know, a man that's like, you know, doing right by the in the will of God, mm-hmm. and you know, then a lot of women gonna be attracted. Uh, right. A lot yeah. of women gonna be attracted to him. <sighs> I hope that makes sense. I don't know if, like... I do think... I do think that, like... I just think that women and men should work together as a team. Because once you get married, you know, you're... It's a covenant with God, you know. Like, that marriage is for God. So glorify Um, God. To glorify God. In in all things that you do. Everything. In everything that you do. Like, for real. And I feel like, you know, people kind of miss that. They, they take the God out of everything. I mean, we all know that they took God out of school systems. But, like, they take God out of everything nowadays. And it's like, yeah, like, you can't... It just won't... If if you're in a relationship and both of y'all aren't fully submitted to God, you know, that's... For me, that's, like, almost a prerequisite now. You know, like, 
How's your relationship with God? That's the question we need to be asking on these dates, ladies. How's your relationship with God? I know you're saying dates, girl. At this point, dates. I feel like dates should be reserved for your husband. Like, it honestly, makes, truly, I remember you told me that, but I need you to tell me a little bit more. Okay, cause... because what I was saying when I was telling you that. Okay, so you go on a date with somebody, and you go to, like, an arcade or something, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, they got all these lights flashing, you know, and you beating him at the basketball game and stuff like that. <laughs> now I love it, basketball. <laughs> you beating him at the basketball game, and, you know, like, y'all having to be, like, y'all laughing or whatever, y'all having a good time. But sometimes that could, that even can blind you from getting to know that person, you know, learning how to communicate with that person, connected with that person on an emotional and spiritual level, you know what I'm right. saying? I feel like dates should be reserved for, like, your husband. Um, and, you know, because I know, like, even when I was, like, you know, like, at some point it got embarrassing to, like, be, like, you know, to go out with somebody and, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no ain't no, ain't yeah. no ring on my finger and I'm on a date with somebody. Like, yeah, but what about in the instance of just, like, getting to know? Like, what if you don't know? Well, see, that's the thing, though. See, that's the thing. <laughs> see, that's the thing. <laughs> like, if you, you don't. If you don't know that that's your husband, why well, waste your time? Why well, waste your time going on dates and, like, that, and yeah. that's And that's, that's my point, too. Like, get to know a person as a friend. Like, get to know them as strictly a friend, friend first right. like you know like get to know them as a friend and reserve dates you know like for when you're actually like married yeah. to keep your you know, you know to keep everything you know light and fun yeah see i know like the standpoint that i would operate from is that you know going to bible study you know what i'm saying we study in the bible together you know right. going to church together you know probably could even go to like I don't know, go sit at a park at a bench. I mean, go sit at a park at a bench. Go pick me. Yes, go to, you know, like those, like, things you would just do with your friend. Like, go eat coffee or something. Like, go eat coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are eating coffee. Go eat coffee. (laughs) I mean, go drink coffee. Oh, that laugh was ugly just now. I said, I feel like those those are things that like you should do with like your friend. Like, yeah, I get in that sense then yeah. I go to like, like small groups together at church, yeah. you know, go to go on a mission trip together. So what would you consider like a date? Okay, so these are things you would do with your friends. Mm-hmm. I guess what I would consider is a date. So a date is, you know, my husband driving. He'd be driving, you know, I'm all dressed up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And you know, he paying for everything. But it's like no, 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 I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I guess that would just be specifically, like, discussed between two. If they do, you know, if it's two individuals and they decide, like, hey, let's yeah. reserve dates. It's like, okay, well, now we have to define what a date is. Exactly. So, and and I only ask that because of, like, you said, going on dates with your husband. And, like, you know, reserving that just for your husband. But when you broke it down, like, I think that a date would be, like, something just more intimate than, like, going to the movies. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because you could do that with your friends. So, just kind of, like, yeah. I, I I can't agree with that because like yeah that makes sense like that makes sense like dates should be more personal and intimate and like things that you know this person would like love not something so simple as going to see a movie or like mm-hmm. you know having a picnic that's like a that's like an outing yeah and that's <laughs> yeah true. like those should those things should be reserved like for your husband yeah I mean I I agree with that I agree with that I do think that um. I do think that, like, 
a lot of people nowadays they waste so much time because um we waste so much time nowadays yeah because it's like people just automatically just assume like you know they they try to build up this like perfect, something, yeah. yeah, this perfect person or, oh, well, I don't like the way this person do this, so let me try to change his way of thinking and make him out of this man or make her out of this woman, woman that yeah, I, want I want her to be. And we all have, like, this thing embedded in us in, like, mm-hmm. what we want. Like, God put something on the inside of us and God put something on the inside of our significant right. or our spouse, our the one spouse. he has ordained for us and everything that's on the inside of us. It's for that person. Like, it doesn't necessarily serve us, but it serves that person. Everyone inside of them serves us. So, God does that for everybody, right? Like, Adam and Eve. God took Eve from Adam real. So, like, why wouldn't he do that for, you know, just us? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Being called by God. Like, why wouldn't he ordain your spouse? All right? And we have an all-knowing, all-powerful God. So, he knows what's best for you, right? And why wouldn't he let you know what's best for you when the time is right? And, uh... (laughs) But it's like... Okay, like, you know, to to circle back to what you're saying, like, you know, God, you know, knowing what we need and what's best. So, it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes we get caught up with trying to build, like, that person. Like, we know we already have, like, this ideal or, like, this inkling or, like, you know, the spiritual thing where we know what we want. And right. we try to build these things up in other people by extending them grace or, like, right. you know, giving them, like, chances. Yeah, that's chances. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and... Uh, one day, you know, like, when I finally was set free from that, you know what I'm saying? Like, God kind of showed me, you know, and it was kind of humbling. Like, it was very, like, a heartfelt, though, too. You know, God kind of, like, showed me, like, you've been trying to build this man. With, uh, you know, like, you've been trying to build this man for the longest. Like, you've been trying to build this man for the longest through other people. But it's like, this man already exists. Yes. Like, exactly how you want it. Like, you, I, even guys, like, I did that. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying, prepared this man. I did it. You don't have to do anything. Like, just knowing that as a, you don't have to prepare your husband. Right. God's going to prepare your husband for you. And, like... And we don't realize that because we be so caught up in the, well, I like how this person look. Mm-hmm. I like how this person um, make me feel, whether that's, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, whatever. But we just get caught up in that that idea of people. And sometimes it just, we lose sight of what we really want. Um, and we try to change people. And you can't change anybody. Yeah, you can't change And you shouldn't nobody. want to. And, and that's you the other thing. You shouldn't want to because yeah. they got somebody out there that, that would like those attributes like, of that is, person. Like, you know, yeah, and yes, they'll like the attributes of that person, and then it's like, but just not me, yeah, like, <laughs> right, you right. know, like, just you know, it's somebody husband, ain't mine, right? You know it's somebody husband, but it's just like, I don't know, letting God do everything for you, like, it's a beautiful thing, like, it's, like, just sitting back and like letting your life unfold, like, giving, giving your life to God, and like, just sitting in His hands, and He, like, okay, let me, let me show you a magic trick, and then everything is just beautiful yes like yes like it was and like even like the small sense i started heard some i was watching a sermon well it was a prophetic word and the girl mm-hmm. was just saying don't despise the small beginnings and like that really spoke to me because you know i didn't start it like my well i've been starting my walk with christ but you know like i finally like reached the mark where it's just like i know it's go time like you right. know i know it's go time but um you know you gotta take things slowly and so like Kind of circling back to what you was just saying, you know, you get caught up on the feeling of what 
feeling of feelings and stuff like that. Like that's why it's important to take things slowly. Like when you become you can come from an emotionally deprived place and somebody elicit a feeling in you, like you're gonna hang on to that feeling because you ain't never felt it before. Right. But it's like it's important to take things slowly. But then it's like at the same time just knowing that it's certain things we gotta go through in order to learn certain things when we come from area places where we didn't have the guidance, you know, or the knowledge or the wisdom to you know, navigate through certain things in life. Exactly. But yeah, like, man, we really do serve a good God. And we do. I wish more people would realize it. They all. They gonna realize it. <laughs> like, they all. What's that song go? Uh, how that song go? Who is it by? Oh, my gosh. My mom used to play it all the time. Uh, Get ready for the peace, love, and happiness. He's I actually back. You oh, I don't know that song. Like he said, I'm gonna have to look it up. I think he's he's talking about like the coming back of Christ, but yeah, it's like the person who made who made it. Dang, he doesn't usually make songs like that, but he made that song just out the blue, and everybody was like, "What?" They was taken like back by it. It's a very popular artist. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, send it to me. If yeah, you... it's a great song, and I I know this person, but it's just I can't put my finger on it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Is it L Green? I'm pretty sure it might be L Green. Oh, might be L Green. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, like if we just if we just we just wait on get the Lord, like, right? Wait on the Lord, cause He is coming back. Oh no, I'm talking about uh, well, he is coming back. Well, I was talking about like wait on the Lord from the standpoint of like, oh yeah, of course. Let the yeah. Lord let the Lord take care of your needs. Like, yeah, because the Lord speech. provides. That's the whole meaning behind Jira. The song Jira means the Lord provides. Yup. Cause you are enough for every enough. I'm always enough. Yeah, <laughs> one and enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's really. I listen to that song every single day. Like I have to listen to it. I listen to it at work. You know, while I sit down. Like when I have a second to my myself, I listen to it. When I'm at home, I listen to it. That's how I start my mornings. When I'm working out. Speaking of which, just a little side note. As y'all can see, you know, we be catching up. <laughs> but yes, like. Oh. I was in the gym. <laughs> Me and Paige, we, we catch up every time we talk. But mm. I was in the gym, y'all. And I was listening to my gospel music. But I didn't want to put it on a big speaker because it was, like, really early in the morning. And I didn't want to disturb everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, It was, like, 7 a.m. And the our housekeeper, Miss T, she came in and... um. She was like, she was like, you know, like she always tell me how she feel like God is so good. She be like, girl, you are just so. She was like, you always put in that work, like you such a hard worker, cause she knows I have two jobs too, and like sometimes she'll see me getting out the car coming from the hospital with my scrubs on, and then she'll see me later on that day in the office working, like sometimes at nine o'clock, right when I'm getting off. And um, she was like, girl, your energy, I love it. And I was like, it's right here. And I was playing gospel music on my phone, working out to it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to put on a big speaker, let everybody hear. And, like, turns out, like, like she literally, like, was a woman of God. And I never knew that. But just from me, you know, like, playing that song, playing that type of music, you know, that sparked it, like, God sparked that connection, and we've always been friendly, but she was like, I always wonder why I liked you so much, you always had that light in you, I see why not, because it was the light of God, mm-hmm. and she's like the second, a third person to tell me that, mm-hmm. so I, I, God is real, yeah. God is working through me for the, for the great good of, mm-hmm. of everything, you know, my life, but also to touch other people's lives, and as a woman, 
how that ties back to being a woman is, you know, like we have the gifts to bring life into the world. We are powerful. Um, we are powerful and we should just, we should, we should use that power, that power instilled in us from birth. You know, God gave it to us. We should use that power for the greater good of everybody else. And when you when you do things a certain way, when you act a certain way, when you give your life to God, that is the great good of everybody else. Because eventually somebody's going to see you and they're going to look up to you because you're that woman that they want to be like, you know. All because you're abiding in Christ. Because you're literally like, that's the goal. Like, I want to be like you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like, literally, you- I want to be like you. Like the, cause he he really could live. He he just set the example for us, and you get to know Jesus. Yes. And his spirit exists on the inside of us, and you just submit yourself to that spirit. Yep. Like, yeah, like people gonna see you. Like even with Esther, Esther gained favor just by her beauty, and like you know, knowing as a woman too, like pray to God about your beauty. Like You're right, you know, like don't you know don't let vain idea you know these ideas ideologies. Yeah, like, tell you what beauty is like, you know, ever since I was younger, like, the phrase beauty is in the eye of the beholder, like, kind of just stuck with me, and, like, I never really understood it, like, as a child, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, it kind of, like, gave me confidence, so, but, Because uh, you know somebody gonna think you're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, but now that I think about it, our beholder is God. God sees everything. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So you have to pray to God about your beauty. Like, if you want to feel beautiful and, like, you know, not necessarily just, I mean, like, really feel beautiful. Pray to God about it, you know. Like, find your worth through God. Get your right. validation and not from through God. Your validi- and that's the, that's the main point. Getting your validation from God and not other people as a woman a woman of god you get your validation yeah from you god. get everything from god like yeah. god provides you with everything you need literally whether you know it's finances you know the heart the desires of your heart you know he takes care of your spirit too he, he right. dropped it he can drop enough joy in your heart he drop enough peace in your heart he drop all of that and then you can even ask god to overflow you know put you in a state of overflow to where your spirit so feel like it just overflows onto other people like you know that it'll affect the person that's next to you and then affect the person that's next to them then it'll affect the person that's and next it's to them it's that, that trickling effect you yeah know? like that you know and love is love should be contagious everybody should should experience that and everybody has experienced love because if they're alive they've experienced the love from god yeah, yeah but yeah like just on a daily basis from strangers you know we should love each other we should be kind to each other been so many times i walk past other women and i'll smile but you know how people are nowadays oh she's too all right or she's too friendly or too nice and mm-hmm. i'll smile and then you know they'll kind of look crazy yeah. but then i walk past again i see the same person and i you know i'll smile because i see something in them like i'm just being nice mm-hmm. and like if a woman passes by with like a cute outfit on i'm like oh my gosh like you look so beautiful and they're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh thank, thank you, you. <laughs> and that puts a smile on people's face and i feel like that's how it should be like you know like because you know maybe god spoke to me through me to tell that lady that she looked beautiful today you know it was just on my mind like you know Mm -hmm. and that's not all the time so it's like just just gotta i just feel like if we all just kind of just took a moment 
Like, all the women of the world, we just need to be at a table and just talk. Imagine the loudness and the voices all talking at once. I don't mean that for real, but, like, no, seriously, like, I think that's why, you know, people do strive to do women empowerment events, but they have to be real women empowerment events. Not just telling you that, you know, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of, like, not aligned with, like, the whole... uh the whole independent woman, um, hustler woman, uh, mm-hmm. whole idea, you know, of women empowerment, you know. I think it does take away from our softness. I will say that. Yeah, I don't be know. Like, I know, it, take, I don't. it takes away from, from the, like, how women should be in the Bible, like, how women should take care of families and provide. It's like they're almost taking us away from the household to go out there and work and make our yeah, own money. And not... That. Birth, Take care, children. you know, manage the household. Right, manage the household, not have a husband, not have any children. Yeah, because some women just straight up just be like, you know, oh, well, you know. I don't really want that, like, you know, and that's fine. Like, you know, I'm I'm never going to tell, I'm never going to tell a woman how she should be. All I'm going to do is just offer my advice. advice. Yeah. I'm never, and that goes back to, like, everything we talked about, like, the abortion thing. I'm never going to tell you how to feel about your own body. That's your body. But just remember. There's a God in heaven. There's a God in heaven. There's somebody got to answer. You don't have to answer to me. I'm nobody. But he's everything. So, yeah, like, I mean, hey, you know, do what you do. But all I know is I'm going to help you. <laughs> like all I know is how I listen to my Lord, yes. my Savior, and I and I really do think that like they do take away like the softness from women nowadays. Like you know, like the the going to work all the time and the doing everything all the time. You know, just the the hustle and bustle of the world. You know, everybody want to be busy bodies. Busy body. You know, I think that's what it's referred to in the Bible as busy bodies. Is doing you out being busy body, you ain't really doing nothing. Exactly, but I do, you know, I will say, being that I do have two jobs, and I don't have to have two jobs. I Like I said, I am one of those women that just kind of do just, you know, I have some goals that I want to reach mm-hmm. um, by myself before I, you know, I haven't, I haven't been married yet, so... I have certain goals that I want to reach on my own, and I have certain things that I want to accomplish, but also, like, Sometimes I do say, man, I can't wait till I don't have to work two jobs. You know, like, I can't wait till I don't have to do this, that, and the third. Um, because I know that's not, that's not the way. That's not the way God created me. I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be in nobody, in two people's jobs, working for nobody. I'm supposed to be working for myself. Or either, you know, staying at home, raising a family, you know. Yeah. And that's not, and that's not in everybody's, you know. You know, goal book. Goal book, but... I just feel like, you know, that's what we're talking about, right? Our work as a woman. And, and, you know, that has nothing, having children and stuff, that doesn't make you more of a woman than not having kids, you know? And that's another thing, too, like, you know, people kind of have, like, this idea of, like, well, you know, I'm a real woman because, you know, I cook and I clean and I do this, that, and the third. But, you know, sometimes there are women who actually can't have children. You know, there are women who can't, who can't do these things. So... Um, well, you know, they can cook and clean, but they can't have children, you know. So I just feel like our work shouldn't be tied to the things that we can do for other people, but more so the things that we should do. How do I say this? The things that 
God allows us to do, the things that the works of God. Yeah, like that's our work. Our, our work is tied in. Yes. The way we glow. Well, our work is tied in to the way that we see God. Basically, I mean, the way that God sees us. <laughs> the way that God sees us, you know. Yes. Because it's true. Some women can't have, uh, you know, but that doesn't diminish like their worth and right. their their worthiness to be loved and to be valued and to be cherished exactly. and to be honored. You know, you always tie your worth into the way that God sees you, the God, the way that God views you, who God created you to be in Christ. You know, and exactly. as a woman, and specifically a woman of God, not just a woman, because mm-hmm. you know, because you can be a woman and don't have God in your life. That's, yeah, that's a different story. We're not talking about that. We talking about women of God. Yeah, for like being a woman of God, you know, you are called to be a servant. You you called to be a service to God's people. You called to be a servant to your husband. And, you know, it's not necessarily just cooking and cleaning, but it's just like spiritually making sure your husband is aligned with the will of God, that y'all exactly. are serving the kingdom together. Like, right. And that's the thing, too. Like, that's like, yeah, like we not, we just shouldn't be so like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes people just think that like women should just be like these <laughs> these maids for their husbands mm. and no that's not how it's supposed to be like we're supposed to be their counselor we're supposed to you know i'm not gonna say women are more knowledgeable but you know women are supposed to be that other than the the voice from god we're supposed to use that voice from god that's within us to counsel you as well and then we tell you to go pray to god for what you want pray about it Mm-hmm. Don't ask me, pray about it. But also, if you ask me, I have God in my life too, so I can give you that answer. Yeah. Because I'm praying for you. See what I'm saying? Yeah, and like one thing, one thing God told me, you know, is like, when you have a husband, you know, the things you tell him is only going to confirm what he already didn't ask me about. Like, it's only going to be confirmation. Like, it's not going to be like, you're, you, he just needs you to speak to him about it. It's like, it's going to be confirmation to what he already didn't prayed about. And like, that comes in the part of, your husband being that spiritual leader, like, before he even comes talk to you, he didn't already talk to God about it. Like, right. he not going to come talk to you first before he talk to God. Like, God come first. Like, that's literally what it means to put God first. Like, you know, something then going bad in his life or whatever, he can go talk to God about it first. And then if he need a second counsel, because God is his first counsel, if he need a second counsel, he comes to his wife and be like, okay, you know, this is going on, what you think about this? And her job is only to confirm what God has already told him, not like right. add or take away from it. And that's exactly. through the fact that, you know, she prays and that she hears God too. And that, you know, she values the voice of God. She values God's direction and that, you know, she's not, you know, pivoting her husband around for her own self-seeking desires like it's you know it's for the will of god it's like you know solely because of god solely because of god yes so i ask you this what is the worth of a woman well the worth of a woman i don't know why this is such a it's such a I don't know. I would, like I would say, there's no answer to it because there's no, it's no cookie cut, neat answer. You know. Let me see. Let me read Proverbs three. I mean, chapter three. I feel like let's see the worth of a woman is. This is the worth of a how woman. How she submits to God. And what does Proverbs say? It says she is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And that is a woman's worth. And that is a woman's worth. 
What's a woman worth? She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her. Period. Okay, so anyway, you know, to say that though, the other day I had this thought. I had this revelation. It's like the best never had competition. That's something else about the Proverbs 31 thing. You know, you have exceeded them all. You know, sometimes people think of it from a standpoint of now you're in competition with other women. Now you're not in competition with other women. It's just God has seen your efforts in your secret place to seek out him. It ain't got nothing to do with... I don't know, like well, this hourly, <laughs> this hourly thing that you have more nonprofit organizations and such and such, you know, right, or right. that you know you didn't serve in the the church more than such and such, or you didn't read your Bible more than such and such. It's all got to do with the matters of your heart, you all know. Right. You have exceeded my God has seen your efforts. God has seen how much you have tried to seek Him. He's heard all of your prayers. You have exceeded Him all in that way. And what happened in the secret place? Because some people like to put out this hourly appearance that God is over their life, but it don't start there. It's starting the secret press even being saved it don't start inside of a church mm-hmm. and it don't start in front of other people it started in the secret place where right. you got you god finds you broken and bruised you broken and broken down, down. yes yeah, crying. crying you ain't got nothing else to do but to call on the lord like that's exactly. what your that's where being saved started you know it don't start in the church like just because you didn't got baptized you know now you saved like Nah, like, it all got to do with what you're doing in a secret place when nobody else watching. What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you praising God? How are you serving God when nobody else is watching? And, yeah, so that was just a thought that I just had. But, you know, the best never had competition, i.e. Jesus. You can't compete with Jesus. So it's like the best never had any competition. No competition. <laughs> no competition because, you know, some people think being the best means that you done out-competed everybody. But no, being the best means that God has set you apart for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. God has set you apart for his glory. And that's the worth of whom coming. That God has set you apart for his glory. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Well, there y'all have it. That's the worth of a woman. And, um, yeah, I love that. So, with that being said, I just want, you know, just for all the women that's listening, all the men that's listening, because I know I do have some men that listen, you know, shout out to everybody who's listening right now. Um, Just really think about it. And, like, just, you know, ponder on it. Pray about it. But also, you know, just remember your worth. And remember your worth not not to what other people can see, not from what we can see. You know, we're humans, but your worth from God. God validating you. God validating you. God validating you. you. Yes, because that's what actually is a value. That what, that's what's mattering the most. That's what matters. So, growing apart, coming together, my family, thank y'all so much for listening. I'm so appreciative of everybody just tuning in always. Y'all stay lit. Y'all stay up. Y'all stay with God. I just want to thank my friend, my bestie Paige, for coming and talk with us. We had a good conversation, y'all. I mean, it was something that, that was needed. For all my ladies, remember your words. 
remember the word that is God-given, okay? The word that's not coming from your looks, not coming from what you can give to other people, but what's already been given to you inside of you. That's your real worth. That is the worth of a woman more precious than rubies, okay? And for my men's. Y'all treat these women right. Y'all treat us with respect, okay? Be a provider. Be a good husband. Be a good man. Be a man of God and be a woman of God. Much love. Until next time.